0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of BWB Extra, where we get to know co-founder and managing director of DMC Sport, Dino DiPierre Domenico a little better.
1: So what is your long-term goal, Dino?
2: To sit on my boat. Have you got a boat? I do have a boat.
1: Okay. Yeah. What's it called?
2: I've got one called Bella and I just sold one called Myrna Ruby. And Myrna Ruby, which was the love of my life, besides my wife, obviously, and my
1: my children.
2: (laughs) Actually, she she would think the same (laughs) thing as well. Um, Is a, a classic vintage boat built in 1947. Wooden boat. It's a sailboat. I was 28 before I was ever on a boat. We couldn't we couldn't afford a boat or anything like that. So, I went and joined a sailing club because of the community. This is the goes back to sport again go to a to a club where a community where my children can grow up and I got involved with classic boats and I started restoring them and that is what I absolutely love.
0: That is literally like, if you're going to, you know, it's like paint a picture of what the most sort of idealistic, you know, perfect oh, yeah, ending peaceful. would be peaceful. I'm going to get a boat. I'm going to, I hate boats, but you know, it's a perfect one. So literally
1: one. sail off into the sunset.
0: Sail, it is literally sail off into the sunset. Are you, that's beautiful. What do you think's most misunderstood about what you do?
2: A lot of the sports we work with, and I I mentioned to you earlier that we do a lot of equipment and stuff. A lot of the sports that we work with and sports around the world think we just provide equipment, but we don't. What we do, what we do is the end game. And that is we get kids healthier, happier, fitter, part of a community. So if you have a vision that that is what you're doing, everything else you're going to do makes it easy for you to concentrate on what is the direction that you're going going in. So to bring that back to what you're saying is everyone thinks that we just provide equipment or product or whatever, but what we actually do is provide a way to do this, the best possible way you could do it, which is strategy, finding the, the value of a participant, educating sports around why make a... Uh, an effort to get kids involved.
1: You're more like a strategic partner than just a, a equipment provider. Yeah, and our partners that work with us
2: understand that, but it's misunderstood outside that.
1: Uh, what's the
0: biggest uh, problem facing your industry?
2: The real problem is electronic games and consoles. And the reason for that is we need to get kids off their arse. We need to get kids... Enjoying, you know, fitness and health, and you know what the body's meant to do—not just sit there. And it's a major, major, major problem. Yeah, it's going to just get bigger and and wider if we don't do something about it. It is change. You, we need to change the world. In the US, if you're not elite, you do not play sport. The average age for kids to retire is nine and a half. Oh my sport. god! From sport. What? No longer play it. No longer. But if you're not elite and you have made a travel team, what is that problem
0: though? I mean, why? Why we we do that? But we do this in music that we're like people give up music because they didn't get famous, and it's like why would you give up the best therapy? And you're you're great at it, and you entertain your kids and your wife and your friend. You know, oh yeah, but other I didn't get popular, so everyone must hate me. It's like no, like you don't. You, you still run around the park to keep fit, and you don't have to be Usain Bolt. But you know, you're sort of saying to me that in school, they're streaming it. I mean, we were forced to do sport always. Yep. I hated it. Well, you're not
2: now. You don't have to do sport at, at school. You do not have to do sport.
1: God, halcyon days. Yeah, I mean,
2: that would be great for me and Pippa. In, yeah. in America, as I said, nine, nine and a half, they've got campaigns saying, don't retire, kid. The imagery is somewhat, is one of the kids behind a microphone saying, you know, with, with the um, journalists or asking them why you're retired at nine and a half. And it's, uh, well, it's too expensive, you know, if they actually make it to what they call a travel team, the parents have to spend about seven and a half to ten thousand dollars to travel to sporting. Oh, because you can't like
1: going to different places to play different teams. Sports
2: like squash
0: All their sports is like baseball, American football. Is that part of it? They need a place to play it.
2: Correct. So, so what they do is it's it's all competition. So with us, when I say us, Australia, New Zealand, um, in Europe and and the UK, we have clubs and they're social sort of venues, right? And if, I mean, you can play cricket until you're my age, right? 58, 60, I know people who are still playing at at my age.
1: Rugby clubs appear to have very little to do with (laughs) (laughs) actual rugby.
2: In the US, no, no, you actually, if you finish, if you don't make the team at high school, there's nowhere for you to play. What do you mean? There's, 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 there's no place. local club.
1: You can't just get together with your mates and kick no, a football. No, you can't. Route. That's what I'm
0: thinking because these are more organised games. Like You've got to go to a tennis court, but it's not an organised thing. If you want to play tennis, you can tennis? play tennis. Golf, you can sort of play anywhere. You know, squash, and again, a weird thing to but do. But if you start
2: talking about basketball... You know, football, in NFL. football,
0: you can kind of play anywhere, any pitch, any field. Yeah, but
2: field. there's no te- there's no teams, so you're not going to make an elite.
0: And they don't team. have they obviously here. I mean, there's so many football clubs in the. That's probably the the, the thing. There's loads of you know just hundreds and hundreds and different levels, and you can play at every level. But in America, it's that's what I'm not trying to get my head around. It's kind of like you obviously just you run out of. Well, runway. they're all
2: sold the dream that they're going to play in the Super Bowl and make millions and millions of dollars and be it's a basketball. The same thing. You're no one unless you're there. You're talking about music. It's exactly the same thing.
0: Because now social media makes it everywhere because that's that was the whole point apparently that makes kids depressed now. The main thing that makes it depressed is we only had to be as cool as the 20 people Comparison. in our class. Mm. Yeah. And now I'm not as good as Jay-Z, so I may as well give up rapping. I mean someone literally said that to me this week saying I didn't rap because I I was never going to be Jay Z. And 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 fine that may sound very logical to people but it's not fucking logical. To live your life like that, Correct. you know, because because that means you're not going to do anything. Because there's
2: always someone better than you. I look at it like this now. What what my brother gave to people and fans in terms of the love of, of the game and and all the amazing things he did and the way he was admired, I do in a different way in sport because I'm getting more kids involved. You want to get in the sport. kids involved in it and spar them. You know, yeah? so what's my legacy? That's my legacy. We've probably um, had 3 million kids go through our, our programs. Some of them would have loved it, some of them would not have loved it, but they've had an opportunity to do so. And we think we've got a structure that works really well, really thought about, like really about what's it feel like when my son or daughter is wakes up and needs to go to this program for the first time. And there's people they've never met and... How does that feel? Okay, well, we put everyone in the same in the same apparel, so they all feel the same. It's got their name there, so the coach can see who they are. It's a physical literacy program.
0: Uh, the science has come out, it's really interesting, which is that exercise is uh, so much better for you if you if it involves using your brain at the same time. So there's a massive difference between going on a treadmill and, do, and, and just being mindless watching TV to how good the outcomes are you for health, for mental well-being, for everything, because it's connecting those body and soul, you know? And so things like dancing or playing sport or any stuff when you don't think that you're exercising because you're concentrating so hard, this shit is really fucking good for you on all the metrics or whatever uh, rather than, and I was like, that's a really interesting discovery. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Business Without Bullshit is brought to you by Ori Clark. Straight talking financial and legal advice since 1935. You can find us at oriclark.com.
1: We haven't dealt with what you guys are doing about climate change. So
2: we've been doing, and this is again my great team, Charlotte and Louise. We've been on and about this probably for the last seven years, But when we present to sports in the earlier days, they would look, or or, or our customers, they would look at us, other than some people in the organisations, would look at us and say, well, it's not that important. We're just, you know, we'll do what we have to do, but we don't. There's been a massive change over the last two or three years and and we've got a number of, of clients who now when we tender and when we talk to them about... How we're going to do? it Because we produce a lot of product. Yeah, where do you make
0: it mostly? It's in the Far East. I mean,
2: no, so it's made in in yeah. Well, sorry, it's you call it the Far East. So we, we, it, it's South Asia or whatever. So, place called Jalandhar in India is where we make wooden plastic. Jalandhar's in the north, and south. North, it's in a Punjabi place, ah. and I just love Punjab rocks. I just love Pun, it. It's yeah. just they are the happiest people. Yeah, yeah. And they have nothing, but they're the happiest people in the world. Yeah. And I love going back to Some of there. them have lots. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them have lots. Yeah, that's true, but a lot of them don't. Uh, what's your biggest fuck up? I trusted someone in business. I call it my $100,000 MBA. Okay. Well, okay. you want to t- well, t- tell us, give us a little Come bit on, more. A little bit more. That. You don't need to give us any names. Okay. So I decided in 2005, six, that what I was doing really had run its course. And that was the other business that I had. DMC Group. I wasn't enjoying it. I did it and finished it, I suppose, because I wanted to put my kids through through good schools, and I wanted to tick that off. And they were happy. And everyone, while everyone's happy, let's just fight, finish that bit. So I wanted to learn about something different and in sport. So I trusted a guy who was in licensing. I mean, again, he's actually where we are now. so, It did work, but I think I was bullied a little bit and- By him. By him, yeah, I was bullied. I also knew that he had, at the the same time that he had the IP that I didn't have. So Mm. it was gonna cost me something, but I was ashamed of myself because I remember myself, I remember myself right now, driving to work on the freeway, there was traffic there and I was going against the traffic, but it was still fucking traffic there. And I was thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I need to change. And I'd already given him, you know, $100,000. Yeah. And it was never coming back.
1: Oh, it's
0: a sort of, I fucked up, so I'm going to make it worth it. Correct.
1: What's your passion outside of work?
0: Well... It's sailing and...
2: um,
1: Oh, restoring boats. And
2: restoring
0: boats and golf. And uh, now I know you like hip-hop, which I didn't know. And music. And and what genre of music is your favourite?
2: Do you know, I wouldn't wouldn't, say I have a favourite. Nothing. I'm a bit of everything. Uh, no, I, I'm not nothing. I'm everything.
0: Yeah, no, no, no I like that. I know no, it's it's just um, uh, I, I like hip hop. <laughs> no, I like everything, but I really like hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mate, <laughs> that's,
2: uh, no, that's good. That's good. I was one of these kids that knew every word to every song. Okay. Yeah, I'd be good at it, at a generalist trivia night on music. Oh wow. What's
0: the worst advice you have ever been given? Um, listen to your elders. Ooh, mm. controversial. Look, kids don't need any more empowerment out there, man. You know, listen to your elders, you motherfuckers.
2: Yeah, just and I did it. I did it, and it was the worst decision that I ever made.
1: Well, you clearly didn't because you're not in a factory. No, I got
2: I got to, you know, true, true, that that bit's true. But I think what he gave you was good advice
0: at the time. His point of view, where Australia had come from, post-war era fact It was factories. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not talking and, about and no, my no, family. But no, no. I know you're not. But you know, there, there is a good example of that you can't see you can't see the future so uh, any elder is always going to sit in a position of the past which is always going to actually be quite poor advice because that's all we can base it on and things are changing so fast right now i mean imagine the world you were born into in australia in 1968 well you know the think that the world that suddenly exploded in australia was well, inconceivable to anyone from the previous generation
1: what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given Take your time. Okay, like it.
0: Even though you're incredibly impatient, and we were saying we need it all done today, and it's no problem
2: at all, and nothing's a no problem. Well, I meant what I mean is, sleep on it.
0: I'm an emotional person. Oh, very good advice. Do you know the second bit someone added to me, which is good? You know, you, if something's upset you or something, you, you got to wait for like your fifth reaction. You got to wait till you're not feeling emotional. Correct. Uh, and then, it, um, my father-in-law, he said, um, "Make your reply very short." You know, you must be, what if you're pissed off with something, you must be, and also Lee said "Soonest Mendes, almost what you, the less you say, the better. You say, you know, thank you for what you said. I don't agree at all with what, you know, you've, you've got to come up with, like, even if it's complicated, the power of a few sentences to say fuck you to someone.
1: You know, there's that whole thing where you meet people and they, you ask about their family and they don't speak to their sister or they don't speak to their brother because of some upsets that happened. And I definitely think of families, families are very complicated. Very. They're very, can be very stressful, but you've just got to get the fuck over it.
2: Well, you, you're going to know them for the rest of your life, yeah.
1: aren't you? get over it because you love them anyway.
0: It's easy to fall out and it's a bit like um, dogs will only have a fight over food and territory. So, my dog's wicked, yeah? But if you put one bowl of food and two dogs in a room, you'll see an animal that you didn't even know existed. It's the same in a family. If you somehow, there's a situation that somehow puts any of the family against each other in a stress situation. You can't take advice from your siblings. You can't respect your siblings. You don't like advice from your parents. And you get a fracture that can be very permanent. And like, it's the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. So when you have really strong love, you get hate. Like, you ain't fucking seen it, you know, and that's the truth of it. What advice would you give to your
2: younger
1: self? Gosh, that was BBC voice. It
2: was, not it? Just? It was. Um, a lot earlier I would have said to myself, don't listen to the dickheads. Don't listen to the people who said, you can't do this. I've had so many people tell me, you, can, you can't do this. There's no way you can do this. I mean, you know, going to the UK... To talking to all these people, they, why would they talk to you, you know? The same in the US, you know, why would why would you do that? So uh, it took me, I reckon, to the age of 40, 45, 42, 43, that I, did, I didn't think I was smart enough to talk to anyone um, and that I would be caught out. And we all have that little thing.
1: Oh, God, imposter syndrome is what? rife.
2: And I know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that is totally gone, right, you know, in my life now. That's
1: great. I need to know how you did that because I would love that.
2: Well, it's not a matter of not caring because you do care. But if I was to say what you have to do is you don't need to give a shit at what other people say you can and can't do. Just go and (laughs) do it.
1: Have you got anything that you could recommend that we read or watch or listen to music? We're
2: still going
0: to be read. Give us a podcast on some music.
2: Um, I like sports podcasts and I like funny sports podcasts. So there's a few in in um, Australia that, that do that. I like understanding how people have achieved stuff. So those types of podcasts are what I like. Um, music, I already told you.
1: Yeah, I can't remember though. One of them was Dean, something Dean. Olivia Dean. Olivia Dean.
0: And Joy Crooks. Joy Crooks. Thank you very, 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 very much. And that was this week's episode of BWB Extra. And we'll be back tomorrow with our finale for the week, the Business or Bullshit quiz. Stay tuned.